This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Imagine you're looking at a scale. Put everything you do for other people on one side and everything you do for yourself on the other. Not balanced? Maybe it's time to spend a little more time on you. Do that in therapy at betterhelp.com allies. Hello, welcome to the Easy Allies podcast. I'm Daniel Bloodworth, coming to you from Los Angeles, California. This week I'm joined by Brad Ellis. Hey. And Michael Damiani. How's it going? Making it all happen in the control booth. We got Isla Hink. Hey. And Gabby's back there, keeping an eye on us. Gabby. (laughs) Uh, Friends, we're here to talk about the biggest headlines in video games this week. Uh, Xbox's first developer direct had a massive surprise. Uh, we got to check out that new Steam World game, and Avengers is disassembling. But before we get started, we must answer for the mistake we made in last week's episode. Isla, begin corrections music, please. Boop. Damiani. Oh. Genshin Impact is currently on version 3.4. Oh, wow, so it's past 3.3. You were saying like six something. Oh, I thought I corrected myself and said that I got confused with Final Fantasy or something. Oh, okay. But yeah, okay. three three point three was that Scaramouge or whatever fight, or whatever. Got it. So if I was saying six, I mean <laughs> patch. Come on, too many too many goddamn patches, man. True, there's a lot. Sorry. Uh, also, some people were objecting to saying that they don't have big pushes for their expansions because they're saying that both two point and three point yeah had probably had had big launches. Uh, it's it's outside my sphere that's all yeah Uh, while we were talking about uh, the Callisto Protocol sales Mm -hmm. uh, particularly that it was 17th place in December's NPDs I neglected to mention uh, that it was one of those games that doesn't include digital sales it had the little star by it oh really because it got carried away in all the other discussion that had been going on that week interesting yeah okay so it's similar to Nintendo and 2K to where they don't show us the digital interesting Isla uh, yeah. So Let Us Melt uh, is not an iPhone game. What? It's worse. Oh, right. Uh, it was right. It was released for the now discontinued Daydream VR by Google. What the yeah. hell is that? It was <laughs> I've Google's, never even like, heard of that. Is that the one that was like you put your phone Yeah, you put an Android a, into the, the, the slot. Like the oh. Samsung yeah. Glass or whatever they the hell like it the was HTC. called. Gear. Samsung Gear yeah. VR. That was another Weird, one. Weird, dude. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, Google. It doesn't look like it's been put on any other platforms, so. Ouch. <laughs> Classic. Stuck out there. Classic Google, dude. <laughs> uh, if you have a correction, uh, leave it in the YouTube comments on either the public version or the Patreon version of this episode. Start with the word correction so it shows up in my search and include a timestamp so I know what the heck we were talking about. End corrections music. Boop. Blood, were you the one to say, like, hey, write correction in the timestamp for there? Did anyone else do that before you? I don't know. Very I don't fi- remember. I very efficient. <laughs> I think that's blood tech. Blood, yeah. very efficient. Yeah, making sure I find them. Um, you guys know the best way to start a podcast. Game announcement! You know a better way to start a podcast. A shadow uh, drop! Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Uh, Hi-Fi Rush yeah! came out yesterday. Uh, this was uh, revealed... Uh, in the uh, Xbox Developer Direct, 
we got a little bit of a tease that something was going to happen. Uh, the name of it had kind of slipped out there a couple of days mm-hmm. early. I didn't see it mm-hmm. until I was doing research for the podcast. And like, oh, there were stories about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, in the direct itself, there was, like, you know, we knew about four games, four developers. Yeah. And they're, like, Tango Gameworks. I'm like, what the crap is Tango Gameworks doing yeah. on here? Uh, and then, last thing we would have expected from Tango Gameworks. A very bright and colorful and yeah. jolly game. Yeah. And it looks so... It does. So good. It Dude, looks very good. it is good. I played it for, like, three hours the other day. Wow. It rules. It's like... It's like, uh, yeah, shockingly good. There was a weird uh, pro tip. Mm. (laughs) It's probably just me, but in the tutorials, it has two bars. And I thought the top bar was my bar, and the second bar was the bar showing you how you're supposed to match it. No, the first bar is just two measures and nothing. Uh, so I was screwing up the tutorial and I thought I was going insane because I was like, I'm on the rhythm. What's happening? But I just wasn't playing it the third and fourth measures because I thought it was over. Anyway, but don't do that. But otherwise, the game rules. Yeah. It's, it's fast. It's it's colorful. It's, 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 you know, it looks like a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. The cell shading is fantastic. Mm-hmm. That does look good. Uh, that's the, that's the, thing, the thing that really surprised me about it is that it like, because sometimes, you know, you'll get a shadow drop and it's like they shadow drop it because it was like a budget title and they wanted to drum up excitement for it or something. You know, it's like a tactic. It's yeah. like strategic. This feels like a high budget, you know, really serious game. It's awesome. It, yeah. The quality is there so far. Anyway, I'm, I'm like two or three hours in. Yeah, and like even the the you know the thing is like from the makers of Evil Within, mm-hmm. yeah, you know it is just like something that couldn't be any more different. Yeah, I think that's what's also great about it too, though. Is yeah, like, I mean we love Tango GameWorks here, big time. We love survival horror. We love all that stuff. We, me and Huber, really liked Ghostwire Tokyo, but it's like really cool to see them try just like the complete opposite and subvert all expectations. And I really like that. It's just a smaller project. Yeah. I love that. I wish more like. First party people would do that. I wish Sony would do that more. I think of like thing, Brad, it's, it's, maybe it's smaller in terms of like dev maybe not budget wise. But I'm saying that like it, it from from all accounts so far, it's it sounds like a full length game. It's not like just a shorty little okay. experience. So yeah, I don't it's think it's necessarily like three hours or anything like right. that. But um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I just got to like the home base. And I'm like, yeah, two, three hours in. So yeah, that's it, great. And there's like upgrades and moves and combos you can get and stuff. So it, yeah, it seems pretty cool. Yeah, and long. I would compare it to like Puppeteer, that kind of like tier when it came right. out, like similar price thing at yeah. the time. There's been a lot of uh, comparisons to yeah. Sunset Overdrive. Oh, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. you see that and you're like, oh yeah. Especially that shot of the kid jumping up. And you see the whole city. It's like, oh yeah, that is Sunset City. <laughs> there it is. Well, and it transitions really seamlessly from the those cutscenes to gameplay. Yeah, the right, camera yeah. just goes, whoosh, and then you're playing, and That's it's good. like really, really smooth. It's cool. Yeah, and for people who haven't uh, heard about this yet or checked in on this, eight to nine hours apparently. Um, it is it is a, like Great. an action uh, combat game kind mm-hmm. of thing. However, um, it's everything is done on rhythm. So the better you time your attacks, the more like bonus and stuff you get out mm-hmm. of it. Um, but also the cutscenes are on rhythm and all this other stuff is on rhythm and it's like there's cues everywhere. 
So like you basically can see what your rhythm is supposed to be, even oh. if you aren't good at hearing it by like looking Visual at your life stuff. bar, looking at things over here moving around. That's it's cool. like the whole world is your yeah. cue, and you can even turn on like an extra little bar if that's not enough. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really great. A really nice touch that is that your attacks always land on beat, even if you don't attack on beat, which doesn't feel wrong. Uh, it just it feels cool. You just get better points if you're on beat, so. You don't get the kind of like, you know, if you're not doing well in Guitar Hero or whatever, it like janks up all the music. Right. It increases like, it adds parts and stuff to the music sometimes when you're doing really well, but like it never loses that kind of flow, which is really cool. You get really into it. It's really fun to play. I don't know. I love this game. Um, and since you haven't been streaming it, Isla, you've gotten to hear like the actual I've been playing it with the real music. songs yeah. in there. Yeah. So far... Um, uh, it was Black Keys and then Nine Inch Nails was the first boss fight. Um, so yeah, and then a song in the middle, if it, if it was a licensed song, I didn't recognize it, but I think it was just an in-game song, which wasn't terrible either. So yeah, pretty sweet so far. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I want to shout out is that like there's been a lot of talk about dialogue this week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And it seems to be really well done here. Like they got the right actors for this vibe, uh, for sure. To where yeah. it, you know it, it, it just, it just works. It just feels like fun. Yeah, I think because of the tone of the game, also, it's just like way more out there, bombastic, like in your face all the time, ramped up. Yeah, you know, for spoken probably has like a lot. I haven't played for spoken, so I don't know, but I have like a lot more slower moments, stuff like that. Taking your time, like settling into the world, and this, this is like looks like zero to one hundred immediately in this game. It's also like. As Forspoken maybe ex- exemplifies, like it's hard to write convincing, like sardonic or sassy dialogue. Um, but this game succeeds. Like the the main character is like lovable and goofy and like snarky sometimes, but he's never like laughing at the world and he's like just kind of accepting things. He's like, okay, cool. I have an iPod in my chest. That's that's what it is, you know. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good. And your your partners that you meet up with are really charming. What do you think about this whole crazy combo of a shadow drop for a high budget, good looking game on Game Pass? Yes, I think it's a great idea and <laughs> awesome and super effective. I think it probably helped this game even more, just get even more attention. If more people do this, I am into it. I would love to see more of this. Do you think we would see this from a third party? A third party? Yeah, because this is yeah. Xbox. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, that's happened before. Uh, like Apex Legends and stuff like that. Just yeah, here it is. Free to play game. Huge game, yeah. True. Some, I think some games are different. I can't see like $70 game maybe necessarily. The only thing I could see blood is Skull and Bones if they're just like, yo, <laughs> just get this out <laughs> <laughs> right now. Shadow drop that one. Right now, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I could see for like a smaller, like uh, cheaper games or something like that. Yeah. Some indie games. Yeah. yeah, Damiani, you aren't here for the direct itself. What, what's your take? What, how are you feeling about it? I, it, look, it looks cool. I haven't touched it. Uh, I, I see a lot of people playing it. Um, I'm scared of rhythm games, though, but it's good to hear it has some options to make it you know, a little bit more playable if you're not digging that. Um, I it's think got it, really good accessibility stuff, too. Yeah. Um, I think it was a good idea. to. I think the Shadow Up is good because as a new IP, especially coming from... Who's who's responsible for it? You would like the longer you let that, like the between announcement and release, people start like 
speculating or can they really pull this game off? It's like, no, it's just out there. Go play it. Like, yeah. you don't have to do any speculation. It's like, you can now play it right now and make up your own mind, which is kind of like, I think that was really smart to do that. Yeah. yeah. Alas, I could not add it to my fantasy critic team. <laughs> because Damn. it's already out. Right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, hopefully I get a chance to jump into that soon. But uh, it's looking good, mm-hmm. and I'm excited for it. Uh, moving on to the rest of that uh, Xbox Developer Direct. Um, did you get to check it out, Damiani? Did you see any of it? Uh, no. At full disclosure, I was told everything was in it ahead of time. So I was sure. like, I'm not interested in watching this. And Hi-Fi kind of like already leaked. So I was like, oh, all right. So that's cool. Um I'm curious what everyone like like uh, the presentation I keep hearing about mm-hmm. how it was a in between of not quite like a direct but like this like unique thing that Microsoft's doing um and obviously I've seen state of play so I'm mm-hmm. very curious about your thoughts in terms of do you think it worked well or does it need more like adjustments as a presentation format I think to me it personally worked well um and uh, I think we were all you know kind of on that same page so, like yeah. when you, especially when you compare it to yeah. Inside Xbox, yeah, which it's you know, b- before better. we were just bored out of our minds yeah. with that stuff. Um, it's it's interesting because it's like okay, it's still developer focused. It still has people come in there mm-hmm. and talk about the games, and you get to see the people that are making the games. But it just feels so much more um, like on point and and directional, and like and not like it's just wasting your time with a bunch okay. of marketing bullet points you know it's, it you know they they're telling you the things that you mostly want to know about the games um, and uh, for anyone that that isn't familiar the games that they had there is they had uh, Minecraft Legends Forza Motorsport 5 Hi-Fi Rush Elder Scrolls Online and uh, yeah. Redfall I keep forgetting about Elder Scrolls Online was there as well cuz keep thinking 4 but it was actually yeah. Yeah. Uh, 5 that was and there. and they completely um, yeah, they didn't have any kind of like single host, so they basically would just like go out to kind of like this, you know, say like a whiteboard or whatever, where they had the five different developers on there, and they would like, you know, circle one and like, okay, we're going over to this place now, and then you would be introduced to that team just naturally on camera. They would, you know, All introduce right. themselves without anybody like having to set them up or or try to make a through line. The through line was just circling things on that board. And then when they finish a presentation, they go back to the board. They would like put the release date on that square, circle that, and then circle the next one that they're going to go highlight. Yeah, I'm curious if they will maintain the style though. Yeah. Or if they'll, you know, each one might be like different because state of play has kind of found like you know it, it's kind of standard now. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. And I think honestly, yes, they should do this because no one would get hyped like they do about Nintendo Directs mm. or State of Plays for Xbox stuff. We are always like, like the inside Xbox, whatever it's called, like yeah. before we're just like, oh, this is going to be terrible. And it's like, okay, this is a great first step. So maybe you can get in that conversation now. They need that kind of anticipation for people. But I think it works good with this blood because it was talking a lot about the games or like the devs telling you about the game. But if you're not into the games they're talking about, I think it may be long for you in some of them. 
if yeah. you're just like checked out for like you know seven minutes or something like that where like a director's state of play usually is just more of the trailer usually more about that yeah well that's the best. thing is state of play and 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 directs have become more about just like back-to-back trailers yeah and sometimes yeah. Those, some of those can go pretty quickly yeah so i actually do kind of like seeing like a little bit more of a game even if sure, it's not yeah. like a like straight up gameplay demo yeah uh state of play does like specific ones for games now too though yeah so i guess yeah, and like it sounds like that's what balance. they're going to do for starfield yeah so they're going to do yeah, exactly. one full I thing think that's on starfield exactly what they should do for starfield yeah um and nintendo's done that as well yeah yeah, yeah. so i i think that's a good they're learning so that's good. good good format to follow yeah i'm curious to know where you all stand on redfall after seeing it here like, uh, like, are you feeling like it's in a good place? I'm or? feeling good about it. Like, I like Arcane though already, especially like this team. Like, I love the Dishonor games, but it's like I can see why people aren't into it. It's really hard for me to say because it's an open world game, and I feel like you have to spend a good amount of time with that game, or right. gonna have to to like understand it actually. But like, there's things in there that I know that turn people off right away. Like just seeing like num- like loot numbers on your gun that can turn people off. But like. I think the world looks really great, and I want to kill some vampires. So, yeah, I'm in, dude. Yeah, I think I'm more in than I was. I think there's still some room for skepticism. I think yes. in particular with the multiplayer. That Yeah, they're kind I, of... I feel like it's built more single-player first. Okay. With, like, people like joining that. up with your... They haven't yeah. gone in-depth in, like, how it's going to work exactly. They're just like, team up with okay. your friends. That's like, okay. where my questions are, especially the... Was it, they made the statement recently about clarifying... When, who the, was... About yeah, the type of it's, it's not like Left for Dead. It's like, not, no. Yeah, it's yeah. open world. Yeah. It's not like stages. Yeah, you're going to like, yeah. you know, like safe houses, yeah. getting missions, then going out and doing the missions. Yeah. And then like, there are like, they talked about like, there's these like psychic instances or whatever where like you get brought into this realm that's just like full of vampires and you destroy the blood heart and then mm-hmm. you got to escape before the psychic realm collapses and... So there's like a lot of different types of missions. It sounds it's like it's always it's always so funny to me because I feel like Arcane. They even said it in this, but they're always just like our games are pretty hard to define. And then instead of trying, they just do some kind of like jokey thing, you know. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, but try though, because I really want to know what this game is because I like your stuff. I just don't know what the hell's yeah. going on. Yeah, I think it's but it, I mean it's true though, right? Because it's like oh, you, totally true. You've got a first person action game with a bunch of RPG powers. And an emphasis on stealth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they talked yeah. Brief- with multiplayer. Yeah, <laughs> they talked briefly about like, hey, you know, yeah. it's we're arcane, so th- there's multiple ways to go through this level. Yeah. Or just, I was hoping they would like show an example because I feel like they did that with Dishonored in the past. Like, I'm not expecting this game to be as like or a as loop, ma- maybe as many options as those games. I think it'll be less because of your player characters. But I would like to have seen that or something like a different characters approach on it's the same area or something seems like it i mean they gave a date for it so yes. it seems like they have time to maybe do a follow-up may you know, second on yeah, that one yeah they have time. may second yeah, yeah. Absolutely. uh is that like kind of where you expected it to land like yes that date? microsoft said everything was supposed to be out in a year <laughs> last yeah. summer so plans change yeah, yeah. by by a date so like that that was like the my two big sounds questions. like forza yeah. might be slipping a little that, bit that was that. Uh, yeah we haven't shifted yeah. the forza yet but that's my big question you blood was like was that enough or were you surprised us 2023 that's it like it's like right. oh really? well and then keely said it was like late june and i'm not sure where that came from <laughs> hmm. i don't know if that was in a blog post or someplace else but it was like okay 
Yeah. Not really the ideal month for me. But yeah. I yeah. guess if it's late June, then maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I, I could get a start on that after E3's wrapped up. I think Starfield like, has to be after June now. It's like they're filling up right. a lot already. Yeah. It's like, why? You don't need. You should just release that in the back half or something. You can make it your big holiday game, I guess. And that's probably the one to do it with. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, the thing. Yeah. I think when it, like, after the dust had settled, you know, thinking about what they had said about Forza, like, I really did feel like I, I didn't learn a lot about the game. I learned oh, a sure. lot about the tech and the engine and yeah, just like yeah. they a lot of stuff that. that like just felt like the same stuff you're always going to improve in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, look, we've improved the dirt on the cars and hey, look, here's our paint and here's our audio and here, you know, we're going to have ray tracing on track at 60 frames per second, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's but otherwise, strange. I don't know, like, how are you shaking up the formula mm-hmm. at all? And I think that's something that you know, Forza Motorsport fans kind of want to know because it's been in this weird place since since five, really. Oh, really? Five, six, and seven. Like, they just really haven't hit the highs of four. Uh, and, yeah, three and four were you know, both, like, top-of-the-class mm-hmm. genre-defining games. Yeah. And then everyone since then has had some caveat. Hmm. Even though it's, I mean, different type of game and differences behind them do you think uh the success of uh uh Hori- the most recent horizon puts extra pressure on this uh, on this one maybe i think so because yeah. it used to be you know every other year mm-hmm. forza motorsport every other year and then it was sort of like they picked up playground to do horizon to fill in the off years mm-hmm. you know and now horizon's kind of kept going and forza's yeah. been Working on this, working on this, working on this, and we don't know when it's coming, you know, and that's good, but it's like after all that time, don't just tell me that it's better technically in all the ways that I expect it to be better that's, technically. Tell me what you're doing that's new fair, with that amount of investment. Yeah. My only worry is like Horizon just become like the way people like it should be going, and like uh, what is there anything that really they can do with the ba- like you know with standard Forza that like oh I mean it's I mean it's you just know, a completely yeah. different class of game yeah, yeah. I, I, I I get that but like maybe that's like it's the broader appeal one now perhaps mm-hmm. oh so, Horizon I think is yeah. yeah 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 but you're still like you're not gonna scratch the same. Itch. Itch. No, you no, know, no, like no. you play Gran Turismo Seven. Yeah, you know that's the closer analog yeah. to Forza Motorsport. It's totally, yeah, it's a totally different experience. Yeah, than I, I, jumping across a hill. Yeah, and you know, racing a freaking train. You know, yeah, stuff. I just have like no idea what they could do with that one. That like what what the expect you were saying like players are expecting. You know, you know, since they haven't really advanced in the last few entries, like what are those types of innovations mm-hmm. or like formula changes as you said that you're kind of like is there anyone you could think of that you can give an test right Put i mean in. that's, that's yeah. the thing it, it's it it really comes down to you know modes features continuing to improve that balance of bringing people into this you know hardcore genre mm-hmm. that normally wouldn't be and I, like grand Turismo 7 did a very good job of that you know like you know Got even me. Somebody, yeah even as somebody like me who like I play a lot of those games. There's still aspects of those games that are usually pretty intimidating, and Grand Turismo Seven made it welcoming to get into those features, and that's where Forza had always excelled. Okay, you know, like they, you know, put stuff in there like you know the driving line and like the rewind and like all these things that like you know when hardcore 
racers like first hear about it, it's like, oh, that's terrible. You're like watering it down, but it's like, no, actually, you're just making it easier for people to get in here, get comfortable, and then start turning things off the more they want to challenge themselves. Gotcha. Um, and and it's like they got so much of that right so early on that it feels like now it's like, you know, with five, six, and seven, it, it was just sort of like, okay, adding more car numbers to the mix and, you know, trying to shake things up in ways that don't really make sense and, and that kind of thing. So it's, yeah. And, and it's also in a weird spot too, because it's like the entire series, all of Forza Motorsport has been delisted. Oh yeah. yeah. You cannot oh, buy a Forza Motorsport game right now. Forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Is it just because of licensing stuff? Yeah, yeah. This right. is the car licenses yeah. only. Dang, they only crazy. sign them up for so many years. Yeah, so. that's true. Dang, it's wild. So, like, you know, I expect a lot out yeah. of this team, yeah. out of this series, and and you know, I want to see more of that. And so, hopefully, like Starfield's getting a full thing, then you know, hopefully, Forza gets a full direct as well yeah. to kind of walk people through that and see what's different. Yeah, I think that's fair, blood. I didn't even think about yeah. all that as someone who's like not a racing person at all. But I'm like, yeah, totally. Like for you, you're like, well, 500 cars. That's cool. It looks nice, but yeah, what's what's going on though? What am I going to be doing in the game? Actually, hope they have a cafe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah cafe was fantastic. Yeah, I love the yeah. cafe. <laughs> Drive up, learn about the cars. Yeah, it was go cool. out, do a couple missions yeah, with them. It was very cool. <laughs> um, uh, surprise for us, Damiani. Uh, Minecraft Legends. Yeah, actually looks, looks really pretty fun. fun. To jump into. Looks pretty fun. Yeah, uh, they specifically because they there is like a full story mode and all this stuff, but they specifically uh, focused on uh, PvP, and so you can uh, you basically like you know you have your your base that you want to build up, and then your opponents have a base that they're building up, and mm-hmm. it's like four on four kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know you you can. Uh, you can have like one person that's focused on building. Huber's basically like <laughs> recruited Isla to build the base. Yeah. While he goes out there. Yeah. And I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then uh, like you also like recruit mobs and stuff. So it's like you don't just like go in there on your own. It's like yeah. You knock that's down a cool. wall and like let an army. Yeah. Of this guy had like fifty things in. with him or something, <laughs> like archers or something. That's pretty. cool. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it'll. If it'll have like more depth to it beyond like a few fun few few hours or whatever, right? I just wonder how much there will be there. But there's nothing wrong, just a little mode, I guess. But they did sell it pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, and I, th- and I think that's just the thing is like I don't expect a lot out of it. No, but I didn't expect to be interested at all. Yeah, and so hmm. I think that it was a you know a yeah pretty well done surprising. presentation to where it's like yeah I I could see us doing great stream playing game. this a couple of times yeah, yeah doing a couple streams with it absolutely. Um, and then ESO is just a black hole for us, but it looks you know, fun. It does all, you know, it always looks good. Mm-hmm. They always talk about how, you know, their expansions are built towards like, hey, if you're just interested in this expansion, you can hop in and start playing that. You don't have to worry about catching up on the rest of the content. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a plus for that. Yeah. Also, yeah, featuring here, you can't argue that they're not giving it a big push. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They're saying this area hasn't been shown off in the series since like 1994. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so revisiting, you know, something like, like that, saying it built yeah. up to modern standards. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That was fun. Um, and then um, 
It's only the third new class that they've introduced since ESO launched. Oh, wow. Which is crazy. My question would be how many – I don't know if you have the answer, but how many classes do they have in it already? Because they have a a ton of them, then it would make sense. But, yeah, like a RPG-focused MMO. Six. Oh, wow. That's not a lot. It's not a lot. Like an MMORPG only Maybe six right now. Yeah, let that, me check. That's insane. Not adding that many classes. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much how much depth there are to them. I'm not sure either. It's got to be a lot. If there's that, if there's that few, yeah. Yeah, I get. I assume so. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, here's another crazy thing. So the game is already accessible on Game Pass, but you know most things on Game Pass, it's like you can get you can play the game, but if you want to play any of the <laughs> DLC or whatever, you have to pay up. Mm-hmm. Uh, temporarily, all of the chapters and all 20 DLCs. You can just hop into right now on Game Pass. What free trial, baby? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not crossplay though. Keep that in mind. Oh, I got to figure that out. Yeah, big time. Especially the MMO on many platforms. Got to figure that out. That that and Monster Hunter, man. Yeah, it's like got to get that together. Just get it together. Yeah. Sort it out. Sort it out. Mm-hmm. I guess it launched with four because there are six now. Wow. So, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's not a lot. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. they've they've kept that thing. Just keep it going. Yeah. People yeah. love them Elder Scrolls. And I remember, um, yeah, Ben did a preview for one of the expansions like a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, you know, And it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like, it's off the radar, but if you dive, dive in. in, you can get sucked right into yep. it. Yeah. I believe it. Um, but yeah, so Minecraft Legends, April 18th. Forza Motorsport sometime this year. Hi-Fi Rush is out already. Uh, ESO, uh, I want to say, was that June 5th or June 20th? Yeah, There's like some split date again? there. What was the thing called? Necrom. Necrom. Rom? Yeah, with an okay. M. Okay. June 5th. Okay. I wonder if it's like on Xbox later or something like that. Uh, remaining oh. platforms June 20th. Yeah, there we go. PC and Mac, June 5th. Remaining platforms June 20th. Oh, yeah, because it's also on PlayStation and everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Redfall, May 2nd. Yeah. Not a bad first half. Yeah. Xbox showing up this year. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That's They're pretty weird. absent last year, so it's time. Really good start. And I'm, you know, obviously we'll see how Redfall is. But yeah, definitely. Hi Fi Rush is definitely a nice start. Very good start. Uh, another game announcement. Oh. Uh, SteamWorld Build. Oh, yeah. Oh. Cool. So they had a presentation on Monday morning. Uh, and I, I just watched through uh, the whole thing before the podcast. Um, but then uh, Isla and I also uh, played Build a little bit. Um, yeah, for uh, easy update this oh. weekend. Yeah, so so we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, this presentation is interesting because it wasn't just about Build. They did announce Build there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, they talk about it basically as if they're like relaunching the SteamWorld franchise. In a way. Oh, oh, what? Um, okay. So they have four games in development, including Build and Headhunter. Remember that Headhunter teaser a while back? No. Uh, um, I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember like what the details are. I think it was supposed to be like a shooter or something. Okay. Uh, or more of, an, more of a like third-person action game. Uh, but anyways, uh, and this uh, SteamWorld uh, Telegraph is that they did. It's like the first of like this series of like smaller community videos that they're going to mm-hmm. do. So they're okay. going to keep people updated um, throughout. And it won't just be game announcements, but they'll have like stuff on the lore and all of that oh, kind that's of fun. thing, you know, and just like really, you know, just get all the SteamWorld fans together. Um, 
the the intro. Yeah, there's definitely some some weird things in this. The intro, like they shot this whole scene of him like going into like this saloon with like like a cowboy getup and everything mm-hmm. on and like ordering like a water and a whiskey glass and then some woman's like over there playing playing with her steam deck and like he sits down and starts bothering her and he's like hey it looks like you're playing a steam world game <laughs> yeah, yeah you know i make those <laughs> like, that's weird but fun okay <laughs> like okay yeah all right. all right um i have i have the elevator pitch for headhunter nice SteamWorld heads in a whole new direction. Directly following the literally earth-shattering events of SteamWorld Dig 2, Mm -hmm. SteamWorld Headhunter is a stylized and colorful third-person co-op action-adventure with a head-popping twist. Third-person co-op action-adventure. Got it. So pretty different. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and that's actually something that uh, he he mentioned was that, like, SteamWorld is just kind of like this wrapper that they can put any yeah, kind of genre say so, yeah, into, sure, you know, and they talk it, about yeah. how, like, every game that they've made is basically a, a different genre. Like, mm-hmm. even Dig and Dig 2, even though they're, like, side-scrolling action games, like, the first one is more straightforward, and the second one is more of a Metroidvania take. Yeah, because yeah, um, the first one was procedural, and the second one was actually Metroidvania. Yeah. yeah. Um, this one, uh, Build, is... Uh, and, and also, like, a lot has happened, right? So, like, before... You know, image and form were just like this whole like their own like small company, mm-hmm. and now like they've merged with a bunch of other studios, and they're they're Thunderful now, and they're they're kind of head of Thunderful, and so they've got another studio in Thunderful that is making this. Okay, yeah, um, and uh, and they they brought those out. Well, what's funny is he rolled the trailer a second time before bringing out the devs. I'm like, why are yeah, why are you showing me the trailer twice? That is weird. But okay. <laughs> uh, I know people who do that. They're not the only ones. <laughs> right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they talked about just the development a, a bit more. Uh, they mm-hmm. said that it takes place during the end of SteamWorld Dig 2. Oh. oh. Keep the continuity. So just like how Ilo was saying for Headhunter, like it happens after the world blows up. These, yeah, because Heist is after that too, Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. So these guys that are in build making this town and mining these resources, they're doing so to make the rocket to escape. Yeah. They're going to be in one of the rockets. Oh, cool. Uh, well, and yeah, that makes sense because while we were playing it, the ground kept shaking every so often. So the planet's about to <laughs> crack <That's> apart. Awesome. <laughs> Jeez. Awesome. Steam World. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's going to be on consoles as well as yep. PC. Smart. Uh, and so they talked about that where like every step of the way, anytime somebody wanted a feature, it's like, okay, how does it work with the controller? And it's like, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. smart yeah. all the way through, making sure that it all fits. Heck yeah, yeah. It, to put in Hubert words, looks jolly as hell. Oh my like god, that, that, yeah. That, 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 yeah. That's above ground city. And then yeah. like I was about to say, oh yeah, maybe they they'll throw like dig like underneath. But then it's like, yeah, you go underground and you're getting raised. I was like, oh, they already thought of that. That's pretty cool. Um, it seems very oh, like uh, intimidating though. I yeah, wonder if it's, it's more complex or about yes. par for the course. It's. Fairly complicated. Just in the demo, the thing we realized is, like, you can see the area of effect of each, like, building. And if you build better road systems, like, you can be really strategic with your roads and Um. so they can reach everything. Like, if you made a really, like, like thoughtful grid or a spiral or something, it would be really good. But, like, you really have to manage that stuff. So it's, it's pretty... I haven't seen a lot of that in a lot of 
games like this. So it's kind of an interesting spin on it. And then, yeah, the underground stuff is really cool. And you need a lot of workers <laughs> <laughs> to get everything going. Yeah, yeah, and that's and and to to put that in context, they also released the demo. Yeah. Um, so uh, the game's coming out later this year, but that you know you can get in the demo and you get a feel for how that loop kind of works and that interaction because it took a while for us to like build the town up enough yeah. to be able to go in you know okay. and get the miners to go underground. And then, you know, there was, like, prospectors that you need to get, uh, yeah. like, the scrap and all of that kind of thing. But, yeah, they're talking about just sort of that back and forth of, like, the stuff that you do on the surface affects what you can do underground and vice versa. Yeah, the demo is out right now. You can play it right now. <laughs> Everybody on PC. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm really interested to see what else they've got. Uh-huh. Yeah, for so this. Two mo- so two other projects besides Headhunter and this, right? Yeah. Or is Headhunter already announced and not part of the four that they were alluding to? They said f- four total that they're working on. Okay. What's weird is during this presentation, they didn't reference Headhunter at all. Okay. So they said four projects in the SteamWorld universe in the works, including SteamWorld Build. Okay. So I can only so assume that Headhunter is still in development. They didn't say it was canceled. But yeah, because when was that announced? It was a while 21? back. 21? November 21, looks like. Yeah. Who knows? Um, oh, another thing that was kind of cool in the presentation is uh, he walks through an old uh, steam-powered factory in Gothenburg. Whoa, cool. So, and it's like showing, like, this is kind of like where, like, the inspiration mm-hmm. for, for all of this came from. That's cool. So it's like it didn't just come out of, like, out of nowhere. It's, just, it's part of the history of their... The city of the developers cool. live in. Very nice. Very nice. We like those games. Yeah. Uh, we've got more news to come. But if you've been enjoying this show so far, please take a second to like and subscribe and ring that bell on YouTube. It helps us and helps you stay connected. And now, a word from our sponsors. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When do you feel like your best self? For me, I feel like my best self when I've created something in a day, like written something or made some music or something like that. And if I go for a little while without being able to do that, I get kind of like bogged down feeling. I get kind of like, I don't know, bummed out, you know? And when you're at your best, you feel like you can do anything, right? Or at least I do. But sometimes, yeah, you get bogged down, you feel overwhelmed. And for me, it feels like a, like a meter, like it's like piling up. And that's why I speak to a therapist every week because it helps me to like offset the pileup, the burnout, the other stuff, and helps me remember that, you know, sometimes thinking about creating a thing or just working through a story beat in my head is just as good and just as important. And I didn't like waste the day by not creating something on that day. Maybe I'm too hard on myself. I got to talk to my therapist about that. But yeah, uh, talking to a therapist helps you feel like more empowered and helps you me- feel more able to take on what life throws at you. Um, at least that's how I feel when I speak to a therapist. It's really helpful and I can learn positive coping skills for when I'm feeling really down. Uh, sometimes you can't control how you're feeling. It's a hormonal imbalance or whatever. And like they can give you tools to help you deal with that. And I think that that's very important. 
Uh, if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists anytime for no charge, which is really, really good. I say this every time, but a lot of people give up on therapy because their first therapist that they try isn't a fit, you know, and they think that that means all of therapy is bad for them. No, it's just, you know, it's like dating. You got to find the right person. You got to find the right, don't date your therapist, but you got to find the right person for you to help you speak your lingo, you know, your brain language or whatever. I don't know. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash allies today to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash allies. Do it. New year, new you. You don't have time to cook. At least I don't have time to cook. I don't know how to cook. I don't like cooking. Factor is here to help us achieve our goals and stop wasting time on cooking. I don't have any energy. I get home. I don't want to cook a meal, feed myself. That's ridiculous. That's that's like adult stuff. I'm not I'm not gonna deal with that. That's why Factor is ready to eat meals delivered straight to my door. Get me through the day. They're like really good. You just heat them. They're great. Get Factor. And you skip the trip to the grocery store. You skip on chopping, prepping, cleaning, all that stuff. You don't need to use a bunch of pots and pans. I, don't, I only have like three pans. Factor's fresh. It's never frozen. And the meals are ready in two minutes. It's like wizard magic. That's really quick. You just heat it up and eat it up. That was a nice one. I like that. Uh, they've got keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, protein plus, all kinds of stuff prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, you can shake it up. Try whatever you want. And I, I get way too much takeout. And Factor helps me cut down on that because it's a big time waste of money to get takeout for every meal. You know this. I know this. We all know this. Factor Saves, saves you there. And if you're vegan, you need veggie options. They've got you covered. Enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Choose your meals. Flavor pack delivered to your door ready in two minutes. Achieve and maintain your goals this year with Factor. America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Saves you time and you can eat well and have your best year ever. Head to factormeals.com slash allies 60 and use code ALLIES60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code ALLIES60, A-L-L-I-E-S-6-0, at factormeals.com, F-A-C-T-O-R, meals.com, factormeals.com, slash ALLIES60, and get 60% off of your first box. Check it out. And if you are a patron of Easy Allies, thank you. All right. It could be the last of The Last of Us. Oh, could be, <laughs> dear Lord. Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah, there's been a lot with the, with the show. There's been a lot of interviews flying mm-hmm. around. And it's funny because, like, 
the story kind of like fluctuates week to week. Mm-hmm. So like I think last week or the week before, Neil Druckmann had told somebody, "Is like, yeah, you know, we've got, you know, we got in a place where." Where we could do a part three if we if we wanted to, you mm-hmm. know, there's, there's there's kind of an outline for something that could happen, mm-hmm. and then this week he kind of says, you know, or you know, we could just end it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, yeah, he's basically saying that like, like um, they could move on uh, from The Last of Us the same as they've moved on from Uncharted, um, and uh, the big quote I've got here is uh, for us, Uncharted was insanely successful. Uncharted Four is one of our best selling games. Mm-hmm. And we're able to put our final brushstroke on that story and say that we're done. We're moving on. Likewise, with The Last of Us, it's up to us whether we want to continue it or not. Our process is the same thing we did when we did part two, which is if we can come up with a compelling story that has this universal message and statement about love, just like the first and second game did, then we will tell that story. If we can't come up with something, we have a very strong ending with part two, and that'll be the end. I don't think the ending of part two strong, or it doesn't wrap it up in a bow nicely as Uncharted 4's did, I feel like. Sure. I feel like with two, there's still more. Or like more, the first last of us. Or the yeah. first last yeah. of us. There's still more that they should tell, I think. Like, after I beat the game, I was like, well, you have to. Third one now. You got to. After this, how did this ended? Yeah, you have to. <laughs> but, I mean, they could, I guess, but I don't believe it. Part three coming. Yeah, I think they just haven't committed yet. They're just like yeah. You know, the, the, they're not going to yeah. say we're making yeah. part three yet when factions like we barely know anything about it. Still, exactly. I think they're, they're full speed on factions, and they seem like they want to be very ambitious with that. Yeah, the, right. the narrative uh, aspect of it, like promising yeah. it's going to be significant story. I mean, this is what Huber keeps screaming at everyone to like pay mm-hmm. attention to it because it's like they're, they're they're saying they're trying to do things they haven't done in multiplayer game with narrative storytelling, and if they can pull that off, I mean, that's significant. That's mm-hmm. still more Last of Us. Technically, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that is like Last yeah, of Us three be. right there. Yeah, part, like, yeah, part three is in yeah. yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Well, it's also worth mentioning that you know, again, if factions or whatever it ends up being called, mm-hmm. you know, does take off and is as successful as it should be, mm-hmm. like we're talking Sony live service game here, and like. If there's going to be a bunch of story in it, then that means you're going to want to be releasing new chapters of story as well. Yeah, I could right? see that. Yeah, you know, like how many oh, years yeah. is that game going to be evolving going? and yeah. telling the story of The Last of Us just on its own? Yeah, it's a big commitment to keep that going. I guess I'm not sure how big. It's or like how many depressing teams Fortnite. <laughs> depressing. Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure we'll get is. Drake in there sometime. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is funny. I wonder if like. Can you have goofy stuff in faction? I don't think so, right? I imagine like you have you have a concert, but it's just like on a broken TV, <laughs> half covered in moss, like laying in the street. Yeah, and yeah. You're, like a few characters are like looking down on it, and they're like, "What the hell is this? <laughs> Who's broadcasting this?" Or also the other thing too is like, okay, well, you know, you think through is like, okay, if they put if they do put celebrities in this game, you know, do you do you put them to, to time accurate? Do you age everybody up by like 20 or 30 oh, wow. years? Yeah. That'd be yeah. funny. Ooh, <laughs> chat's saying that, that the performer can die in the middle of the concert and get killed by clickers. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Ooh, but then the clickers like click on beat and it adds like a hi-hat. Like, or what if you sick. just, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you look at a clicker's face really closely and it turns out to be Lady Gaga. <laughs> or she, I mean, she's worn clothes that look pretty much like that anyway. 
That meat dress? Remember the meat dress? You sure do. <laughs> I don't. But I, I might have missed it. That's okay. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> we don't all follow the exploits of Lady Gaga. <laughs> Gaga. Mostly. I, I, yeah, I guess it's the sort of exciting thing to potentially think about is if moving past factions technically right. is what's after. Like what if they're moving on from The Last of Us and they're not going back to Uncharted, what what is next for them? Do they do are they Do they do a hi fi rush? Right. I mean, yeah, like I, I think they would love to do something. My, like yeah, my that. question yeah. is: Is it another going to be like heavy hitting, story driven, like game like they've been doing before, or will they try their hand at something completely different? I'm very curious. Probably won't be Jack. Tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting because they've kind of built a niche for themselves with these serious kind of adult games, and now with the show doing so well, you know, and it's encouraging such sales of Last of Us One and Two and the various remakes thereof, like, are they trapped? Like, do they have to make a similar thing because that's what everyone expects out of them? Or could they drop a high Or, five? you know, you, you, you could basically blend the both of both worlds, right? Yeah. Like, do something that's like adult animation, you yeah. know, where, like, you have a heavy-hitting storyline, but you also have, like, a very colorful, bright Ninja scroll aesthetic. game. Yeah. They tried that, I think, with Jack, and they said it looked really weird, and they didn't do it. Yeah, I think they were trying something like that with Jack for Jack 4. I hope they do a new IP, though. Yes. Like, I want to see them do something just, yeah. Even if it's serious and, and, you know, somewhere in the realms of Last of Us or Uncharted, like, something completely just new would be cool. Yeah. I mean, Last of Us is super good, but it's like, you did two, then you did part one, and you're doing factions. Yeah. Let's get something in there. Yeah, time, time to change. Just a little something. Time yeah. to something. Do something where you can't just use the uh, the same uh, the art. You know, yeah. use the same yeah. concept yeah. art. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. At the very least, you know, drastic shift in like time periods. Right. Because I mean, Uncharted is like action, real world, modern, real world, and Last of Us is you know apocalyptic, modern world. So it's like. They do something like set in like you know sci-fi, like you know in space, or where they go back into the past and set it, you know, like the twenties like, or something. No, That'd be I mean, cool. yeah, there you go, like a noir game. Yeah, yeah there you go. You're um, a roller skating paper delivery boy <laughs> in an alternate world 1920s, and you have to help your father battle alcoholism. There you go. Geez. That's your pitch, Naughty Dog. Um, at least, at least that though. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, this is all happening because The Last of Us is doing extremely well. Yes. Um, it, HBO show is breaking records yep. uh, for the network. Uh, and uh, it's also like pushing a lot of sales on the game. I mm-hmm. saw like the UK uh, box Shot charts. Up. It was like 238% higher mm-hmm. or whatever. So we saw this with The Witcher. Yeah. When it came out. Absolutely. And it's coming to PC pretty soon yeah. also. So, yeah, because what it's nine episodes, right? So that I PC so. version is going to be hitting right in the end of that. Mm-hmm. Get them in perfectly mm-hmm. calculated. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But uh, it's also really funny because they had just said, they had just said, that, hey, we're going to wait to announce our games <laughs> until they're closer to release because then it puts all this pressure and we yeah. end up causing these crunch issues. And they're just casually talking about possibilities i guess like yeah. they technically didn't announce anything but it's just like why are you talking about this right now why are you bringing this up right now neil yeah but it's like yeah uh, yeah same thing it's like hopefully the next time they show their next game it's like a year away or less 
yeah. the, the Capcom yeah. way, it seems like nowadays, except for Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> right. Kind of. We have Resident Evil 2. Well, if they, they did shirt, shirt reveals, yeah. I'd be into that, I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, Last of Us Part 2 was almost a shirt reveal. Like, they didn't have I don't a game yet. They just had that cutscene. Oh, they were right. They barely starting that. I think that's what they the did PSX. with Uncharted also. Uncharted yeah. 4 was, like, super early, too. Yeah, they need to, like, yeah. Cool it on that. You don't I need like, to show your game that early. I like nebulous shirt reveals where someone has, like, a really cryptic pin or shirt on that, like, three years later, you're like, oh, shit, that was for this game. You know? Mm-hmm. That's fun. More of that. Yeah. Well, a lot of people have been pointing out, like, it's it's been a good while since Metroid Prime 4 was announced, but it's like... <laughs> It's like, yeah, that game started over. Yeah, they restarted yeah. the whole game. So Internally yeah. canceled. Yeah. Speaking of internally canceled, oh. Avengers is disassembling. Great segue. Dude. Oh, <laughs> <actually>. Brutal segue. <laughs> uh, it's officially winding down. Uh, you're still going to be able to play single player or multiplayer indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after March 31st, there will be no new features. Uh, and after September 30th, there will be no more uh, developer support. Yeah. Uh, whatever that means exactly. Uh, the marketplace will also be shutting down on March 31st. And this is actually kind of a cool thing. All of the cosmetics and all that stuff that you can buy on the marketplace, they're just giving that to everybody for Yo, free. So if you bought stuff... <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> wow! Uh, that is so any, funny. Any credits you have left, they're just going to convert into like resources that you can yeah. use in-game. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the game's dying. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's just funny. Like, it's cool if you haven't played anything like that, but that. Uh, it's like a social experiment about how people re- will react to forgiveness of college debt. You know? <laughs> like, we're giving away all the cosmetics, but I bought those cosmetics. Right. I mean, he shouldn't have bought Avengers cosmetics, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's on <laughs> you. I, mean, it, I get it. They were buying into, like, to support. They're, they're showing their, like, support for that. So, I mean, if they're, they're not, like, throwing any kind of bone to people who would, like been supporting the Definitely, game for that long. You know what a little it, it weird. felt like to me? It was like, someone's bleeding out, okay? okay. Bo- someone's bleeding out. We're going to pl- we're going and place. you're buying your, your, your cosmetic. It's like putting a Band-Aid on it. You ain't going to save their life. It ain't oh. going to do anything. It's like they're bleeding they're out and you've put a new shirt on. You put a on. butterfly Band-Aid on it. <laughs> but so, I mean, I imagine there are some people who like the game despite oh, Of course that people and, like the game. And, and yeah, of course. We know multi- I know people that like, multiple people that like yeah. that game. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it, it, it's 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 fine. But I mean, I, I guess like any any kind of thing they could do now would just be like an empty kind of like platitude because the game's dying. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, here here's a cool thing for you. Get Dude, to use for a few more months. To, I mean, eh. to be fair, they supported this game much longer than I thought they would. I thought they would have cut the cord on this like a year into it or something like that. But it came out in 2020, right? I think so. Yeah, 2020, I like think so. fall 2020, longer than I thought it'd be gone. Yeah. Well, and it's weird because. It just never September 2020. Yeah, it just never really even felt like they did everything they should have done. Nope. Like the rollout of characters and all of it was yep. just nope. Nope. so it started slow. When, yep. with Spider Man being like, when, oh, "When's that happening?" I think that was the first sign. It's like, what's going on? with Are this? they gonna put Spider Man in other consoles? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. Oh, that not one's happening. not being set free. <laughs> Sony was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, <laughs> nope." That's <laughs> that ours, dude. Uh, but I mean, I guess just like does this officially bring to kind of a close the the, the, the Western squ- chapter, the Square Enix chapter of the Marvel 
Right. Video well, game I mean, that, yeah, that's kind of the, one of the points I was going to get to is regardless of how this game has been going, which has not been super well, Crystal Dynamics has been embraced. Yep. You know, yeah, like they, they are no longer a part of Square Enix, and so like maintaining that relationship doesn't make sense over the long term. It's just kind of awkward. They're already working on Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. They're helping out with Perfect Dark. You know, like yeah, they, they really need to like get out, cut the staff loose, yeah. and let them work on their own projects. Damn. Yeah, I also wonder about. The, the licensing, like, is, is Marvel this has been like, yeah, we're done. Like, you know, maybe there's, like, a renewal period, and, like, you're, oh, you're, sure. you're we're done. Like, you, you, oh, you that showed, could be true. You showed us what you did, and, like, we'd rather go in this direction or something. I, I don't know. Cause, like, we're uh, going to Insomniac. I mean, yeah, we're just going double down on Insomniac, and it's like, yeah. They, well, EA's got a, EA. several on the books, too. But that's maybe it. They're like, well, maybe we want to try some other companies. Like, we, we, we you gave it your shot, and, you know, those aren't the results we were looking for, so... It's maybe just been a one two, like the great time. Like let's let these devs go because you know you know they're being brought over to another company and the license. We don't want to re up this license one right. you know either. So it's nice clean break for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Snap, Big time. Snap's doing super well. Yeah, yeah. I heard it's great. I wonder how Midnight Sun sold. Uh, it sounds like it's not been great, but you know they're still supporting yeah. it right now. That Deadpool DLC, DLC is about yeah. to come out. Um, and uh, came out in December, right? Yeah, maybe not a bad, great time. For bad that. time, and like that game also, like I think you know has a like just genre little working. I was against say, it. I don't think it yeah. has mass appeal. Yeah. I think like exactly, yeah, it's gonna be a, a, out, a bit of an uphill battle. I think even beyond genre, I think the Midnight Suns yeah. theme is just so foreign that, to most yep. people that mm. aren't following the comics directly that it's just like, what is this why are there demons and exactly. all this going on? Yeah, it, yeah, it feels you know a little bit more like you have to be. A Part of that, like culture, to under like you're in, you're really ingrained in comics and understand what it is to like and at an the, outsider. It's like hmm, this at is the weird. same time, I think you know um, having that big full ensemble cast. Oh, like which is a strength of Midnight Suns mm-hmm. in a way, but I think it is weakened by Avengers. And sure. By Marvel Snap, and it's like, hey, if I want to play a strategy game with a bunch of Marvel characters, I'll just play on my Marvel phone. Snap. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. So maybe. Um, but yeah, I do hope for for more midnight sales, midnight sun sales to pick up. Yeah, sure. Because the people that have been into Enjoying that it. game, are, it seemed are good really from what it. we played. What I played so far, it seems good. Mm-hmm. So and you know for Axis, yeah, yeah, quality developer. Yeah. How long do you think it's going to be before we see another attempt at an Avengers specific video game? Avengers, Ooh, great yeah. question, Damiani. Yeah, because it does wow. feel like it's easier for them to push, you know, a, a single character or a smaller group of characters. You know, like yeah. Spider Man's been doing really well. People are psyched about Wolverine. You know, Iron Man VR is kind of got a second life right now that it's on uh, Quest Two. Like, yeah, it it does it does feel like it's a little bit easier to sell when you can just like put one or two faces on a box rather than. The whole gamut of them. Yeah, even that Wolverine game, it's like the depth of who else will be in there. Because it, like, it's not like a X-Men, so as far as we know, it's not like an X-Men ensemble. So I wonder if they maybe they want to stay away from, other than what it makes sense for like a, like a Marvel Snap or Midnight Suns, where these more single-player focused adventure, action-adventure games, they're just 
let's let's pick it you know a hero and let's focus on them and have some supporting characters but the ensemble thing maybe you know they've learned that lesson and don't maybe want to go back that route because i think it's gonna be a long uh, time before you even see them try avengers again lego marvel was pretty good (laughs) yeah 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 and i think you know game design wise it's just so tricky right Mm -hmm. it's like how do you put captain marvel and hulk in the same game like it doesn't really suicide squad's what i'm looking to see how to handle i mean everyone's gonna shoot in that game pretty much so or a lot of them will but Different, but I'm curious to see how that game will turn out, and if they'll see that and be like, "Okay, we can make this work or not." I mean, it sometimes doesn't even work in the movies. Like they have, they have to like <laughs> shift people's power levels between movies. You know, it's yeah. like, oh no, in this one, Scarlet Witch can't just rewrite reality, but in this one, she can. You know, it's just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> Brad, tell me about the dichotomy of this game. Because it seems like a lot of people really like that first run through the story of Avengers. Oh, I compared mean. Compared to the grind that came afterwards. Yeah, I mean, it was like a campaign, actually, where you got to, like, know the characters or whatever. Like, you're getting to go through this campaign, understanding the characters' motivations. And I think it was just better than people expected. Because everyone was kind of like, mm, about Avengers. When you campaign, you're like, all right, it's not bad. It's pretty good. Pretty good campaign. It's cool to be, like, all these heroes you love, you know? Instead of just being like in a weird mishmash thing, you're just beating up thugs and it feels extremely outdated somehow still. It's just like a, it felt like an actual video game blood more so. Right. Yeah. Do you think that but was it had do you focus. think that was the mistake? That if, if Crystal Dynamics had just been able to make that game and make it better without all the live service stuff mm, that maybe we would be having a different conversation I could about it. Maybe see that. I feel like the whole cell of this game was like be the Avengers with your friends, you know, beat up, beat up dudes. I think that was a sell of the game, but I, I think it probably could have been a stronger game. And it's, it's hard to do that though, blood. Cause there is a lot of them. So like bouncing around characters like that is very tough, but I think they did a pretty good job with it, but I don't know if it would be good enough still hmm. to like hit the expectations they want. Like I, I assume blood, you know, they wanted this to be, you know, like Batman level, Arkham levels kind of thing. And it wasn't nowhere near that level. It was, like, fine, though. Yeah. But, you know, it's Avengers. It should be the best thing around. But, yeah, I don't know. I think, so my idea, Blood, I think they should do is, I don't know if they will, is build up to an Avengers game. Right. You have the the games with all the heroes individually. Then you do one with all of them. So you have that connection to them already. Yeah, I think that's a fair point because I think one of the issues from the time this game was first revealed was there's just sort of that jarring comparison yeah. to yeah, the they're MCU. Like, I don't like the way this Thor looks. Yeah, I don't like how this guy looks. I don't like how this person looks. Like, this guy talks kind of weird, you know. And It is kind of surprising, though, that, like, the MCU, Kevin Feige and stuff are just ignoring games because it seems like it seems like kind of a no-brainer to fold it in with the, mm-hmm. the realities. I mean, I guess games can go on longer than the movies, so they can't like be situated in a certain point in time as well. But, like, I don't know. It seems like kind of a missed opportunity to, like, explore other... Like, you could have all the... Instead of doing, like, a movie or show for all the Hell's Kitchen stuff, you know, you could do, like, a game of the Defenders... And, like, kind of fill in that blind spot and have it be MCU official, you know? I don't know. 
whatever. We might get that though. We now. could, yeah. With Insomniac, I think of especially with Wolverine, this clears the way. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man. Like I don't know if there'll be like an X Men game, like you said, or anything like that. But like I could see things being connected somewhat. Like there's got to be some like nods to Spider Man and yeah. Wolverine. There's like. There's no way. I refuse to believe there won't be. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. And with EA too, whatever they're doing, I have no idea. But yeah, but that's the thing. That's then you know then thinking is like if you had gotten a chance to warm up. Yes. To each of those takes on those characters, then you know, mm-hmm. rather than getting it all at once. Yeah, I think that would have been a better idea. Maybe a cheaper idea too. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> But a lot, much longer term investment, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, long- if you're going to have that stuff, but at least you could test the waters with it, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just like going all in on like the, you're going all in on like the final thing, the final act, and it just it's gone. Instead of you can just build up slowly to it. I just, yeah, bad move. Yeah, I suppose to answer the the, the question about why the Marvel proper doesn't get more directly involved in like trying to connect these things. I think just uh, it's just game development. You know how yeah, long it could take. Logistic, yeah, 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 logistical yeah. nightmare. Look at all like the stories that have come out about their production for their shows and their movies about how they're like based on eternal crunch to hit these insane mm-hmm. schedules. Mm-hmm. So like special effects people are just being you know kind of run into the ground and treated horribly right. just to like get these things out. I mean. There's already enough of that running around in like game development. I think that would just like they just need to put out burn. put out some games with bad CG. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, Avengers has got a little bit of that. It sure <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah. Sure did. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, with the MCU, it, it is kind of crazy to think about it because it's like everything has to come out in order. Mm-hmm. So if like one of your movies falls behind by six months and the other one is coming up, you yeah. kind of in a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotta shift everything back, and also like, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chat points out that they did do some tie-ins in Phase One, and they were not very good. So, right, good point. Yeah. Oh, the uh, the original Iron Man game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damiani remembers the second one. <laughs> <laughs> they had a Thor game too. Woo. And Captain America, too? Yep. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Thor, Captain America. Well, when you Iron make bad Man. games, it doesn't help. Yeah. Also this week, uh, <laughs> crossovers. They always get me. Like a Dragon Ishin uh, is adding AEW's Kenny Omega. What? As well as actor Rahul Kohli. What? As trooper cards, what? which activate personalized special attacks. So you have this card... And so if you have Kenny's card... You can do a one-wing angel? Yeah. What? Yeah. Dude, okay. <laughs> but it's just like I mean, big okay, hold sword up. sweep, like a hold circle. Yeah. I just remember, they've had actual like wrestlers in past Yakuza games and stuff. Yeah. So I, I, why the hell not, I guess? Yeah. Yakuza's Sick. off the rails constantly, so it, fine, yeah, makes sense, whatever. Sick. Yeah, and then uh, Rahul's is called Essence of Firestorm. It's just like a crazy, like... Blast of fire, dude! Sick. <laughs> yeah, sure. Those games don't make sense already. It's fine with me. Yeah. yeah I wonder they're... how they came to that for him. I don't. <laughs> don't know. I don't think he can blast fire out of his hands, as far as I know. But no idea. Actor Rahul Kohli. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah, and that's the funny thing too. It's not. It's not like any specific character. Yeah, it's, it's just, just him. him. <laughs> yeah. Just a nice man. <laughs> Um, 
Uh, more summer news. Uh, we talked about that huge wave of layoffs last week. Right. Oh, yeah, they just yeah. kept going. Damn. After we recorded. Uh, in particular, EGM Now has completely shut down. Oh, I didn't know Jeez. this. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and uh, Washington Post decided to ditch uh, Launcher, which was their right. gaming vertical, uh, laying off five of their staff and Damn. then uh, shoving the rest of them into other parts of the Washington Post. Like the style the style section is where video games will be because that makes sense. Um. <laughs> Newspapers. Okay. Made. Yeah. And and the crazy thing is, is that they were actually doing well, growing and bringing in new audiences. So who knows what what the measure is? Yeah, how much? Like, what what part of journalism is growing? Like, I don't. (laughs) Great question, blood. (laughs) Really good question. It's all growing negatively. So it's like, why would you get rid of that? So you can say it's shrinking. Yeah, it's shrinking. Oh, that's another way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Just, yeah, endlessly frustrating, uh, particularly because, uh, yeah, that's that's where, like, the big media companies still lack a lot. You know, like, people were, were making fun of CNN the same morning because they're saying, like, until recently, video games were just for children. And I'm like, yeah, that, you got what? people still saying that stuff. Like, why don't you have journalists in your newsroom that actually are yeah. well-versed? In this category of yeah, entertainment. Yeah, they're talking like it's that's 1988 because, or something. Because yeah. it's for boomers. And then they still <laughs> yeah. think that's the narrative. That's true. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, some of it's just the demographic they're going for. That, that's They don't... The more nuanced stuff, they just goes over their head. They don't even care. Yeah. But it's just like any... Yeah. But, yeah. Any, any news outlet, TV, radio, um, newspaper, magazine, like, if you've got sports editors and you've got movie editors mm-hmm. and music editors why don't you also have game journalists yeah. on your staff at this point i guess maybe just because there's so many things out there just on youtube or something like that the gaming coverage is such a competitive field like i don't know about the other fields i'm not sure but it, it it's very saturated i yeah i feel like game coverage just has evolved beyond those traditional yes. Yes. formats and that's where most people who want to find out about that are going to get it so it's, right. just a, it's a little bit of disconnect i like, think it's a chicken and egg problem though because I, uh, I think that they've never been able to get that from those kinds of sources you never turn on the 6 p.m news and find out about a game announcement i mean but also like they never like for the longest time they never took it seriously so mm-hmm. like i like if you were into that stuff, like it would be, oh, maybe they were covering it, but like you'd read it and it's like, this is a very surface level thing. Like this isn't meant for, for me. It is meant for like broader audiences. Um, but I think the broader audiences didn't want to hear any more than that. They're like, then it gets too technical. It's like, I, I don't want to understand this. Like just, it's like a cool headline, like water cooler talk that like, oh, a new GTA came out. Everyone's going to talk about that work tomorrow or whatever. That, 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 that's what, but like, a new like SteamWorld build comes out like I just think like larger people are outside of our sphere just like what what's this like mm-hmm. in like the 980s and 90s like that type of announcement whereas today there are a lot of people who are really excited about like a SteamWorld build announcement any new SteamWorld but they go to the appropriate places other places have just supplanted them like that's like where news goes it doesn't have to be through the the the, the old fashioned big outlets it's just 
how it is. And like someday when we get older, like we're like looking at our video game coverage, there'll be something else. Like, why don't they cover it on Twitch and stuff? Like, I don't want to watch it on Twitch or YouTube. And they're like, what is this other place they're watching their news on and stuff? Like, you know, same thing. Like people, and then they'll be asking, why doesn't like Twitch and YouTube cover our stuff like this? You know, because they're the old fashioned ones. Yeah. I, I guess the thing I push back on that as well, though, is all of those people exist for these other things too. There's certainly people out there, you know, podcasting and on YouTube and everything, talking obviously talking about movies, talking about music, everything else. Well, movies have been around a lot longer, and I think they've mm -hmm. had time to like establish that in those like. I think we've had enough time at this point. I think we have too, blood, (laughs) but I think like Damiani said, it took too long for the higher mainstream outlets to like do good game coverage or something Mm -hmm. like that that we would want to get invested in, but it's like. Well, but this is a, I think the thing late. is with the Washington Post, this is an example of like, okay, they started doing it. Yes. They were attracting a younger audience that they didn't have. Yes. And but now they just... So it worked a uh, bit, but I assume it, it didn't work enough to turn a profit in how long they wanted to bleed also, it. I don't know. Also, mm-hmm. radio, television, films, history is so intricately tied to like major American corporation, like American history through like the 20th century. Like there's a whole backbone for all of that for like 100 plus years for yeah. most of that stuff, supporting it through both technology and like all like the major news outlets being tied to those stations and, and studios. So like, that's it. Games aren't. They aren't like they, now that they're getting gobbled up. We might start to see that going forward at some point. But for as short as video games history, they've been around. They haven't had that same kind of like progression uh, and, and like and, and system in place that they had. So I think it's just. The product of radio, television, and radio, television, and films being so intricately linked, and how tied they were to a lot of like the largest American like business and economy, mm. it, it, that's why it got such standardized like coverage and big stuff. Whereas video games doesn't. Even and same thing with like sports. Sports is a part of that as well. So video games, I think, are just a late to the party, and they're a little bit outside the normal box, despite how big they are. They still really, I mean, look at the narrative around, we just talked about The Last of Us, like how many people are still using, even within our own games media, people calling it the video game curse and stuff like it's, this is the one that finally broke it. <laughs> there was, yes, there were bad, a history of really bad adaptations yeah. and it took a while, but like there have since been several good ones that have, you know, have like broken that mold, but yet people still push the narrative that this is the one that finally broke all of it. It's like, wait, what? Like that, that's the thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, like scale-wise, like Avatar 2 made $2 billion and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet sold 4 million units, you know? Like, I don't know the dollar conversion there, but like it's smaller by a lot and that's a really popular game. Also, film started in like 1895 and newspapers didn't start covering it until like 1915. So, I don't know. And there's a broader appeal. So, I feel like main main newspapers and stuff have just they relate to the party did it wrong and no one read them so they stopped you know magazines have tried it and they all went on under so it's just I don't know yeah it's weird the market corrected itself yeah. with other mediums I think yeah you're a good point like I think movies is a better the early movies because like radio and television news programming have been kind of at the start of like both of those as well like just mm-hmm. giving those news so like obviously they're gonna talk about like television and you know music and music coverage that way whereas like movies you know took yeah it took a little bit while and then the evolution of movie technology going from you know silent films 
you know, to getting sound and then mm-hmm. getting color. It's like same with television. It's like, oh, wow. Like, the, you know, video games are so like we like are just getting to like HD standardized development. Like we had went from 2D to 3D. So that's like oh, and there's still 2D games. So it's like it's kind of like all over the place. Like, yes, there's a lot of different like film styles and genres, but I don't think it's any animated and live action are pretty much like the two the biggest jumps. Whereas like 2D and 3D video games, some people I think is like a way bigger thing to like grasp. Like it's like so different to them to see those things together. So it's just, I think, yeah, video games is like extremely broad and complex. Development of them takes so much longer. Like it's just, yeah, I think it's just like, it, it's like harder to for layman people to like fully understand and, and grasp beyond like the, the, the popular pushed narratives. And, uh, you know, and unfortunately, there have been enough people that, like, have been in the position to push back on those at those high levels. That's why we have all of our outlets and stuff. It's like, okay, no one really gets the opportunity to do it. So we'll just do it ourselves, you know. And this is where everyone comes to watch and enjoy all this stuff. And as you see, like, when people do get into those positions at those outlets, it seems like historically they all just get, like, you know, trashed very quickly. I feel like this is, like, the 20th time I've heard of, like, a major news outlet or a major, like, publication uh, in mainstream that like tried to have a video game vertical and it was like bye like a year or two later it's like it does it doesn't work out and it's like this keeps happening i just don't know why well, the landscape different think of the yeah. layoffs from from last week that we were talking about or g4 or any of these where it's like yeah. even even bigger outfits that seem like they are doing the right things quote unquote if there is such a thing and like would theoretically know what they're doing you know even those don't seem to be financially viable. And so it's just like, it's mm-hmm. such a, and I mean, if, if I had the answers, we'd all be making way more money, you know, like it's just such a weird, like, like part of the entertainment sphere. That's like weirdly bizarre for monetization and like hard to succeed in as a group or a company, uh, mm-hmm. much harder at least than a solo streamer, you know? It's yeah. it's just wild to me. And it's like, even though, you know, uh, the Game Awards has more and more and more viewers watching every year, you know, those numbers are still smaller than an opening weekend of most, like, major films, you know, by a wide margin. So it's just like, for us, even though video gaming seems like this huge thing, you know, it is still, as the New York Times so weirdly said, a niche <laughs> interest, you know, because, like, to most people, like, it still kind of is, which is weird to think about. I don't know. I don't know how to <laughs> how to I don't know how to make any of this work. Right. Hey, even the people who paid big wigs don't know on some of this stuff. Was that that headline about streaming? All the CEOs like maybe all these streaming platforms was not right. You, you see that headline? They're like oh. apparently they're like this isn't going to work. We need to go back to like physical media and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> It's like okay, <laughs> yeah, but big wigs don't know what the hell they're talking yeah. about. Somebody was watching. Otherwise, a, their uh, wigs would be the right a bunch size. Of, uh, <laughs> maybe they were watching a bunch of night scenes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what in like, Game yeah. of Thrones? Yeah, it's not just Game of Thrones. Oh boy, good, all over the There's place. a good video, a couple of videos. I think Vox did them, where it's like, why can't you understand any dialogue now, and why why is everything dark now? Yeah. They're pretty interesting because it's actually like. There are technical kind of reasons for it. It's interesting. Yeah, nobody put up lights. <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> it's complicated, but... Um, World of Warcraft classic lead Brian Birmingham mm-hmm. left Blizzard 
after being forced to give an employee a lower performance evaluation than they mm-hmm. deserved mm-hmm. due to required quotas and the company's stacked ranking system. Yes. Craziness. Yeah. Definitely like, not the first company to do this kind of stuff, but it's like, no, not a good you system. G- you give, stop. Yeah. You got to give somebody a, a thumbs down. Yeah, just stop. Such not allowed a to have a, a group of hardworking people. Yeah. It's like, just stop. Why require your employees to suck? It's so <laughs> weird. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. I guess Gabby's on the top and bottom of our employee rankings. <laughs> the only employee, woo, best and worst. <laughs> employee of the month. <laughs> uh, a game that kind of went under the radar, Road 96. Uh, yeah, Don and I streamed a bunch of that. Yeah, getting a prequel. Oh. Uh, Road 96, Mile Zero. You can roll that footage. Uh, I'm rolling it. Explorers, why, Zoe? decided to leave home and set out on her journey. Uh, it also stars Kaito from Digix Art's first game, Lost in Harmony. Wow. Okay. Um, so these, they're like from opposite um, spectrums, like opposite classes or whatever, and they, they get together and they, they learn from each other, and apparently it, it sounds like he is the one that kind of convinces her to set off from her, her cushy, rich life and challenge the system. Uh, by roller skating. Uh, I don't know why roller skating, but roller skating is a big part of this. So in addition to the branching narrative gameplay, which Road 96 had uh, and seems to return here, there is also, uh, they skate through these like metaphorical music segments, Mm -hmm. uh, which I guess somehow in the midst of that, you're making narrative choices as well. Mm. Um, so okay, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting the way it's all going to be set up. It, it, yeah, like it kind of reminds me of um, Sayonara Wild Hearts yep. in those parts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, Chad points out, and it does seem to be correct that the games industry does make more money than the film it industry. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what the hell's going on. It makes yeah a lot of money. Why can't news coverage succeed? That <laughs> oh, worth n- noting that uh, Road ninety six mile zero April fourth. Soon. Come ah. out real quick. Okay. Cool. Uh, after serious domestic violence charges came to light, Justin Roiland has resigned from Squanch Games mm. uh, shortly after Adult Swim announced that they were also parting ways with the creator and continuing Rick and Morty without him. Oh, no. When are they get, where are they going to find someone to do 600 characters with the same voice? <laughs> uh, the Dark Picture Switchback. Uh, which was supposed to launch alongside PSVR 2, mm-hmm. uh, has now been pushed back. Oh. Uh, about a month to March oh, okay. 16th. That's, not too, yeah. no, that's uh, too bad, yeah. Let it cook. Yeah, let it cook. And finally, uh, both the IGF and GDC Awards nominees were announced this week. Ooh. Uh, for GDC, uh, Stray and Elden Ring are tied with six nominations apiece. Oh, Stray? The cat's coming for you, Elden Ring. Stray is everywhere. People love cats. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll spare going through the full list since we did this with Dice a couple weeks ago. But uh, the the GOATI nominees for GDC are Elden Ring, God of War, Immortality, Pentiment, Stray, and Tunic. Huh. Yeah. Seems pretty on brand. Pretty good list there. Rogue Legacy 2 snubbed again. Snubbed again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good game. It's time for Love and Respect. Love, 
Love and respect. From Ian Granolati. In the past few months, we've seen the release of Saints Row, Gotham Knights, and Forspoken. Three AAA games that flopped critically and will underperform financially as well. It seems that multi-platform AAA games are not doing so hot. Do you think the industry is due for a shake-up to AAA game development? What lessons do you think big game studios will learn from this from these big budget flops? I don't think AAA gaming's in like trouble at all. Mm-hmm. Like I think AAA gaming is doing just fine. <laughs> Call of Duty comes out every year and does right, just right. fine. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think Dead Space will do pretty damn good too. Yeah, the reaction. I think to it's going to do today pretty well. Has been very yeah. well, yeah. I think it's pretty safe bet. Resident Evil Four remakes going to do pretty, damn, pretty well. damn well. I think if you just make really good games, they sell more. Yeah, I mean, you're describing games that have like different challenges for yes. them being triple A. So a few of those, you know, games as a service. So it's like, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. when some of them weren't previously a game as a service game. You know, mm-hmm. that's obviously a little bit of a uphill battle. Uh, I don't know. It, I don't have. The, Seems like maybe too soon to say Forspoken's a yeah. financial yeah. disaster. I think I think too soon. I also that. want to push back on this because yeah. Gotham Knights sold as, very well. I was well. gonna say yeah, one of the top twenty games we of twenty twenty two. Yeah, we just did the, yeah, <laughs> the, the freaking MPD, and you were like, "It's in there." And I would not classify Saints Row as triple A. It's like we want oh, to be seen as triple A. Yeah, it's like double A. But mm. yeah, yeah, triple A minus. Triple A minus. <laughs> I wonder what I the like budget that. that game was. Yeah, but yeah. fair point. They were not happy with Saints Row, and That's they're true. like, hey, uh, Gearbox is your boss now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they made a bad game, so people don't buy it. Yeah. I think that's maybe more what, what the takeaway, like, they're just badly received games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Uh, for Spoken's case, I mean, any kind of uh, in any kind of new AAA IP that you're just saying, like, big new game, like, never had anything in it, but, like, you, get, you have pedigree, basically. Studio pedigree, and that's it. And it's like... All right, that studio sort of worked on Final Fantasy 15, and it's like, you know, people have mixed feelings about that game. You know, some people really loved it, some people didn't like it. And it's like, all right, that's kind of an uphill battle there to, to do it versus like, you know, doing, uh, as far as I understand, Redfall's new IP, right? Yeah. It's like, yes. And it's like, but Arcane's history, it's like, yo, they have some good pedigree here. So that might be a little bit, you know, you know, have a better chance. Um, And Damiani, like you said, you know, that, you know, it remains to be seen for Spoken's financial results. But I think it remains to be seen the reaction as well because it's like the reaction we're looking at right now Oh, is, yeah. is critics and day one memes, right? Exactly. Yeah, day one memes. Day, day one and, memes. And you like you look back, you know, I mean, you look at like, you know, there are a lot of Final Fantasy 13 defenders. You know, there are a oh, lot yeah. of now there are. Days Gone defenders. You know, it always, a lot it, of people oh, love. It Days always gone. happens. There's a game that's like hated on, you know, and then the 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 years go by, and people actually really like the game, feel you know comfortable enough to come forward and go. Actually, this game was pretty good, and I'm going to say why, and they don't get as much put pushback anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like people hate it on so much. They're like, eh, enough times pass. I don't care about it anymore. Like, you want to enjoy it? Like, I mean, but that's what should have happened in the first place. Like, people want to enjoy it. Cool. People who don't enjoy it, it's fine. I think it's uh the gets annoying is that when the discourse becomes a rather than just like a bunch of different opinions kind of like clash it against each other which you know can technically be healthy it feels like people are trying to prove points and like my opinion is more right than your opinion Mm -hmm. um and also going for you know 
you know, memes and the, the comedy entertainment value is like, oh, that was so funny and stuff. That that must be right. Like, that's like the new thing. Like, you dunked on this so hard. Like, ah, that's what's going to spread. That's going to be the narrative for this. Um, and that, you know, is like unfortunate. And it's like, I just personally like like to stay out of that to like the, you know, the dust is settled because I think, you know, honestly, like in the case of Forspoken, it's going to land in, you know, people are like, it was like, okay. You know, I think that's what most people are going to come out if they give it a chance. But yeah, it's just you know, yeah, you can well, hate, you can yeah. There's nothing wrong with like disliking it and even, like not liking any part of it. I think it's the way people are saying it and uh, right, yeah. Uh, let's keep that going. Uh, that thought going from Justin Coppins. Uh, hey, allies. First off, I would like to thank you guys for all the content. It has helped a lot over this year. Uh, my question is with Forspoken. How can someone give it an eight? And then another outlet, give it a five. Opinions. I mean, <laughs> is it just expectations that's... or something else? I find it hard to ever get excited for anything ever uh, <laughs> since getting in touch with games media. Uh, thank you in advance. I mean, P.S. Oh. I named my firstborn Michael because I want him to have the same outlook and jolliness of Michael Huber. Huber. Wow. Yeah. Love and respect. Aww. Someone tell Huber that. I did. Oh, nice. He gave a big tears emoji. Aw. <laughs> To, 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 to my own kind of like correction, timestamp at Bloodworth. Uh, as far as uh, <laughs> Forspoken has gotten as low as like fours, yeah. uh, Hardcore Gamer gave it a four. It's gotten as high as 9.5. So how can one outlet give it a four and then 9.5? Like you're almost running the full gamut there at this point. Right. Um, I don't know. Even when you, like, like when you look at like aggregate scores, I mean, I feel like even like the best games end up having like a two-point swing between the highest and lowest Right, uh, like you'll see at least like one or two outlets. Like again, we get a bunch of nines. Like you'll see like maybe one seven or two sevens in there, you know, or at least that. And it's like that's just some people, you know, it's it's an it's an opinion, and like just like, you know, it, it it's some people enjoy a game more. I think it's about you know actually listening or reading the review, seeing trying to fi- figure out what the writer or you know speaker's values are. And do they align with yours? I mean, you take multiple, and I think you kind of like take that information. It's like, and then look at gameplay of it, and like you have so many ways to be like, oh, I think I can form my own opinion on this game about whether I'm going to buy it or not. And then you know, maybe just like if there's demos, where there is a PC demo for Forspoken, and if you can get it to run, you know, maybe play it for a little bit. There's also the old. I think they might have delisted the old demo. That's why I don't think it's. Oh, okay. Yeah, people are looking for it. Maybe it's still up there, but there was a demo for this too. But also, you know, that's kind of yeah. funny to me. Like, wouldn't you want people to be able to buy, like, play the demo to see if they want to buy the game, and then immediately go buy the game? I think the problem with the original demo is it was getting some criticism for being. I don't think it was a very good demo. That's and true. I, okay. Like, if that yeah. was like, you know, I've seen uh, yeah. famously, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. Oh, that demo probably destroyed that game. Oof. Wow. The that game sold very well. Um, no, it didn't. Sell. Yeah, it did. Kingdoms of Amalur. I'm pretty sure it did very well. No, the. Calls the studio and the state that funded the studio a lot of. Are grief. you sure? Are we thinking yeah, the right game? Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. All right. the, um, but uh, chilling game. Yeah. The uh, the the demo was so broken that I couldn't complete it. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, like just c- full on crashing and stuff. Yeah, if you're doing that, that's not good. That's the risk of demos, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it would. Uh, Kingdoms of Avalor had to sell three minutes, un- three million units for. 
38 studios to break even, and it sold 1.2. Oh, okay. So it I thought it sold well. did very poorly. Damn. Yeah. Uh, big places. Um, yeah, like, uh, if we go back to the, 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 the question, one thing... Oh, I was sorry. thinking of a different game. Sorry, the first-person game. I was trying to think of what that game was. Um... It was like a first person. Kingdom Come asked yes. Gabby. Oh, okay. That's what I was thinking. Of, uh, I believe. Wasn't there like a bunch of controversy? Right? I don't know. Who gotcha. cares? There's controversy with every game. <laughs> uh, just, uh, on Not own, all controversies are created equal. On our own show, uh, Trash Babies, when we play games that are below a six, it's like we, you know, some there have been some where we're like, why is this game getting like a six? Like, you know, how, like, how below a six is like, this has to be like, very bad. Yeah. Like, like when you start getting to low, like obviously every, the scale means different things. This is the thing. That's the thing. It, it means yeah. different, different things, different things different to everybody. People. And like, uh, uh, yeah. Well, I, and also like, I mean, an anecdote, not naming any names, but like Minecraft back at the game trailers, we had to get into like an argument with someone about the review because they thought the graphics were just bad and like didn't <laughs> understand that it was a choice and they were like, well, you can't say that that was their choice. And we're like, it's obviously the choice. Like that's what the game is. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And they gave it a bad score for that because they're just wrong. I don't know. So sometimes people are just wrong. Yeah. So uh, uh, that's what happens with like a, a lot of games. Like obviously the game is not great. I don't, uh, in my opinion, it's not like a, like a, a, even a very good game. It's just like, you know, very solid first effort that you know I think has a lot of potential, but uh, it takes a little too long to get going. I think. I mean, there's like there's there's definitely more nuance I could get to that we will get into in Frame Trap next week. I could nice. tease that. <gasps> nice plug. Uh, yeah, so you have to check in, tune into that to to check out. You know, maybe more of that nuanced discussion there about what they were, you know, what they did wrong and what they did right. Um, but I, 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 yeah, and also I think I mean. Yeah, I don't need to get into it, but I think one of the biggest things for the backlashes is the first one of their first titles that's coming out at seventy dollars. You know, the new price point. So sure. there's a little bit more. Yeah, we're still dealing with people. Yeah, having pe- a hard time. Spending yeah, exactly. Money. So there's people who are upset about having to pay more for that. Mm-hmm. And like, if this had been like maybe a bit cheaper or something, you know, maybe it would go down a little bit more, you mm-hmm. know, easily for people. You know, easier to digest for them. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, it's you know. It, it, yeah. Like you're saying, it's like different people's perspectives mm-hmm. and, you know, what they yep. what they latch on to and, you know, some things click with people and some things don't, you know, and, mm. you know, even as a reviewer, like, you know, like you're saying, it's like, you know, when I give a game an eight or a nine and I look over and somebody give it a six and I'm like, what? You know, like mm-hmm. I, you know, and, and I read what they what they wrote about the game. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, oh yeah, happens all the time. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, what? Well, I saw that too. I was getting yeah. some people asking, like, you know, the review sounded like, you know, we get that a lot. Like, it sounded like a seven or seven point five. Why'd you give it like an eight? Like, you know, those things too. And it's right. like, yeah, whole different oh, discussion. Yeah, but like, that's also part of the thing. It's like. Maybe don't focus on the score so much and like watch the footage and listen to the review or read the review. Like that's like right. the or important it's, part. It's, or you, <laughs> to me, it's like you put the two together, right? It's like, yeah. well, if you don't understand how the score, you know, got there from the script, and like, you know, sometimes it has to do with the script, but sometimes it's just like the two things are like mirrors of each other, right? And so it's like you understand the script better when you understand the score, and you understand the score better when you understand the script, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like you can put all that stuff into context because you can't. You can't say everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, no. You know, and like a lot of things that are good about here. games yeah. <laughs> don't necessarily warrant saying anything mm-hmm. about, you know. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, it's easier to describe the things that are wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, let's play a game. From Cody Spencer. They're putting, putting us on a hot spot here. Hey, allies, it's been a little while, but I've got another game for you. Inspired by Let's Make a Deal, I provide you with a video game behind curtain number one, which you will decide if you want to keep it or will you blindly take what's behind curtain number two. Okay. Only one or two? Yep. Well, this throws the mathematics of the three doors problem out of the, out <laughs> the window. Each of these games is either unannounced or years away from release. Whichever curtain you choose is the game you walk away with in each round. Um, and the other shall remain a distant dream. So it's kind of like kill your babies, but you don't know what the other baby is. Um, decision made by majority out of the three of you. So round one, curtain one, you get GTA 6. Do you keep GTA <laughs> 6 or do you sacrifice it for whatever? Wow. Is behind curtain number two. That's going to be a big game then. Behind door number two. Uh, I, Sack it. I don't doubt GTA 6 is going to be huge and everything. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like with... I personally like would rather see something else other than GTA 6. So I'm like... Okay. I'm definitely sure. like... See, well, like you know, I'm, I, I don't need an, ever need another Grand Theft Auto to come out. We have plenty of gra- great Grand Theft Auto. I'm good with I it. I want another one. But I'm good. Let's see what's door number two. All right. Well, you have chosen... Elder Scrolls 6. Oh, oh, shit. Damn it. <laughs> we failed. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Look who's laughing. Who has the last laugh now? <laughs> We're sorry, Rockstar. God damn it. <laughs> Round two. Curtain number one has Mario Kart 9. We're done. Do you do you keep Mario Kart 9 or do you go to curtain number keep two? Keep that shit. No. Fuck them, dude. We're going door number two. I'd go door two. Yeah. I hate you guys because Mario Kart 9 is going to be like Mario Kart Ultimate. <laughs> Get all these new people. Where do you got Mario Kart 9? It's just a DLC pack. No, it's all the same characters. You've sacrificed Mario Kart 9 for a new Metal Gear game. Yeah. Hell yeah, okay, you dude. Made right you made the right call. You just keep adding DLC to Mario Kart 8 as far as yeah. I'm That's right. <laughs> you keep doing it for 20 years. That game looks good. Yeah. Um... Round three, curtain number one, The Last of Us Part Three. Oh. Bye. Sorry, Huber. It. Huber's not here. Bye, Sack Huber. It. Sorry, Huber. You have sacrificed The Last of Us Part Three, and you have gotten Dino Crisis. Oh, yeah! Huber's so happy right now. Woo! <laughs> I think you really want Last of Us. Really? Part three you more. think you'd want that more than Dino Crisis? I think he'd be okay with Last of Us ending. Uh, I don't know. He wants Part Three. I almost want to like text him right now. Huber, nah, Dino, Dino Crisis, Crisis baby. Series. Dino Crisis. I mean, Huber wasn't as big a fan of Dino Crisis. Nearly close uh, to Resident Evil. Not even close. Uh, curtain number one has a new 3D Mario. That could mean a lot of things. Platformer. Uh, oh, no, it's probably... I don't know. They've been pretty different so far. I don't know what else I'd want more than that. Sure, let's do Mario. Yeah, keep, Mario. Keep, we, keep door keep one. Mario. We are keeping Mario, and we are sacrificing Balan Wonder World 2. Yes! Yay! 
we did Justice. it. We, we sniffed you. Justice. Although I'm kind of curious who would develop Balin to, and if it could be Naka from jail. <laughs> yeah, in jail. Like, oh Balin, man. It's a mobile It's game. set in jail. <laughs> it's about a jail Balin break. is in jail. <laughs> it's a three-platformer escaping from jail. Framed. And then he uses it to escape from jail and yeah, he watches like yeah. speedrunners to mm-hmm. it. <laughs> All right, round five, curtain one, is a Scooby-Doo Dark Pictures game. No. Oh, that's Dark cute. Pictures, no. That'd be cute, no. though, but kill it. Kill I hate it. that. Dark Pictures. Bell and Wonder Jail. <laughs> I don't want to see those weird animations. On it's so stupid. Face. I hate people. They're like, <laughs> All right, oh, sacrifice. Do Scooby-Doo. It would be fun, but yeah, Zach. suck. Sacrificing the Scooby-Doo Dark Pictures game, and we're getting Bloodborne 2. <gasps> <laughs> we see? did it. We did it. <laughs> oh, we sniffed them all out. Yeah. Round six. SimCity 4 Remake. <laughs> what? Don's not here. Sorry, Don. Sorry, Don. Sorry, yeah, Don. kill it. I keep waiting for you to say door number We're two. We're killing it the point for of a new wave race. Yes! Oh, Don! Yes! Actually, Don v. Don! I don't know if Don's happy or not. <laughs> Too bad. I'm more You're happy. He wants more SimCity than wave race. Round seven. A new F-Zero. Kill it. Kill it. <laughs> I would, kill it! I would save it, blood. <laughs> I would try. But I'm out. You've oh. killed it, and you have saved Metroid Prime 4. Yay. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, all right, blood, which would you rather have right there, right now? Which would you rather have? I don't want this what-if shit. <laughs> we got Huber and Don what-ifs, but you're here. What is it? Which would you rather oh, have? Oh, gosh. I mean, Choose blood I don't have the blindness to, but... Hmm? Um, Simple question, Bloodworth. We'll keep F zero, I guess. I don't oh, know. oh. oh. Yeah, ten. I've already forgotten what the other one was. Metroid. Prime oh yeah, Metroid. Metroid. All right, Chad. Lock. If you want to celebrate Don's big wave race win, we have a Don shirt <laughs> in the merch. It's true. New merch. Uh, last one. Curtain number one has Half Life three. Oh. <laughs> I just want to deny it because it's been so long. Well, let's do the world favor and say no. Yeah, let's <laughs> say no. I really hope this is a troll. The world's not ready for it. You have said no to Half-Life 3. That's right. For a remake of Duke Nukem Forever. Yeah! <laughs> oh, God. Dude. Mm. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm. Make it good. Mm. Turn it into a Half-Life game. It'll we, somehow we, have worse we graphics. Flew too, <laughs> we flew too close to the sun. Yeah. Can't win them all. That's time for bets. This week's bet... Goldeneye 007 is finally coming out again on Switch, on Xbox, uh, Switch specifically. I'm going to go and I'm going to select Devil O Agent difficulty. I'm going on that runway level. I'm going to walk down that runway while crouched. I will fire no weapons. I won't be in the tank. Just walking down that yellow center line. How long will I survive from the start of the runway, Brad? Eight seconds. Eight seconds. Damiani. Eighteen seconds. Eighteen. Isla. Twenty-two seconds. Twenty-two seconds. Ooh, this is tight then, because I... Did you say seven? Damn it. (laughs) All right, we'll see. Apparently it's out right now. Oh, really? Yeah. 
question, Blake. Nice. What if you die before you get to the runway? Well, then we'll just have to run it back. Start and over. Okay. Yeah, okay. get it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think double agent is that hard. <laughs> well, you're not just at the runway immediately. You gotta right. go through a little spot first. Start, if I remember. Yeah, you start in the spot where uh, you went down the little conveyor thing from mm-hmm. double six. Yep. yep. Last week's bet. Oh, this is yeah, this is fun. Uh, for spoken is out. I went through the top ten English reviews on Open Critic, not counting ours, looking to see how many times I would find the word cuff. Brad mm. bet twenty eight times. Mm. Huber bet twenty one times. Damiani bet eighteen times. You bet eighteen two weeks in a row here. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Lucky number 18 here. Isla bet 60 times. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah. Good bet. Don bet 25 times. I bet 41 times. I was thinking six per. You know, that's not that sure. crazy. Mm-hmm. Sure. IGN said it four times. Eurogamer, three times. Games Radar, twice. Game Informer only said it once. Polygon, three times. GameSpot, five times. Wow. Destructoid six times. Wow. The sixth axis four times. Shack News four times. And VG 24 7 twice. Mm. Bringing us to a total of 34. The winner? Brad. Yes. By one point closer than me. Brad. Bringing our scores to Garrulous Ducks to. Quack 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 and sleepy grizzlies one. Let me tell you about patreon.com slash easy allies. we are supported by our viewers. we put these out there and we ask you if you enjoy this, if you appreciate it. Uh, to go over there to Patreon and pay for it. Uh, you can also, if you're on Twitch, you can sub. Uh, you can also look below the video on either Twitch or YouTube, and there's links down there to donate directly. Uh, but Patreon is uh, the most effective way to support us. Uh, gets us the most, and it also uh, gets you some fun rewards. Uh, we've got uh, the Discord. We've got uh, the uh, Suggestion Squad, where you can uh, put in stuff for Stream Team and Trash Babies. Uh, that was the other one. That was the other one? Yeah. Uh, stream team. We stream. forgot what the other one was. What, what else oh, was sure, sure, sure. Yeah, Trash Babies, our greatest show. <laughs> uh, there's a community showcase where you can show off all kinds of cool stuff. People are like submitting like crazy stuff they play on the piano and videos and reviews that they've made and all that kind of stuff. Oh, and speaking of reviews, if you go to the Golden Voice uh, tier, you can have Brandon read stuff for you. Yeah, I've seen yeah. some. And uh, yeah, Mellow Fellow is always, mm-hmm. you know, writing reviews and uh-huh. and getting Brandon to voice them. Yeah. And that's a, it's a fun way to use it's that. It's wild seeing that. <laughs> like, Did we write this? Yeah, <laughs> especially when it's like the same yeah. game yeah, that yeah. you've reviewed. Yeah. Sonic, I was like, huh? <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you uh, become a patron at any level, uh, you get this podcast uh, ad-free and you get some bonus love and respect questions. And if you go up to that $5 level, uh, you get it, the, the completed finished version uh, a couple of days early. And you get to submit to those love and respect questions and crazy games like we just played. Um, and then uh, you also get extended cuts. You get to talk in that Discord. All kinds of other fun things. 
And then up in our higher levels, we've got our shout-out tiers. And this month's shout-outs go to Jabawabs, Elthanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, and Raymond Wheeler III. Shout-out. Shout-out. Brad. Yes. You won that bet by one point. That's right. Uh, You get to promote any Easy Allies video you'd like to promote. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped in your head. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign-off. Cool. Uh, Check out Damiani's Forspoken review. Nice. (laughs) I just went out. He does good reviews, and I always look forward to see what Damiani thinks about games. Uh, I guess final thought. Uh, Scores are nice for reviews. They are a mirror, though, like Blood said. Read the review also, or watch the review. Get the whole picture. So you can understand. It's more than just a score. And uh, got to do a sign-off, of course. Super! We're killing it for a new wave race. Oh, Don! Don V. Don! You don't know if Don's happy or not. (laughs) The Easy Allies would like to thank our Patreon podcast producers. We apologize in advance for all the ally names we are about to misspell and mispronounce. Jabawabs, Elthanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Raymond Wheeler III, Alexander Zirianov, Stomps, Jesse Blue, Bradley Spees, Jay Shee, Jesper Popmel Dufay, Mellow Fellow, Rob Bob Will, Roy Sung, 44 Stars, Anna Croft, Andreas Risberg, Andre, Arvind, Aurelian Grenier, Beaten Down Brian, Benjamin Arp, Brandon White, Brian Kruger, Colton Picion, Dale Sun, Daniel Martinek, Danny Vlar, Dave Red, DBA, Dimitri Zetas, Discarded Digit, Douglas Chomich, DRD 7 of 14, Edward Gonzalez, Faraz Rizvi, Freya Lawson, Garrett Holfish, G. Levin, Hayden Hargraves, Happy Gaming, Hesperus84, Isaac Swanson, Jesse Blue, Jesus R, Joey Bruno, Chris Frederick, Kroldemort, Leif, Mango, Matthew Holcomb, Matthew Pauling, Miguel, Miguel Rivas, Mo Grant, Mr. One Luigi, Nathan Watkins, Paul Sway, Pete Shoemaker, Ronka Q, Raylon, Richard Tappan, Ritz1906, Robert Stoffel, Sage Mode Q, Sam Hendrick, Sigma, S Snake 24, Stepan Hakobian, T Beaks 15, The Banana Forklift Killer, Chum Nguyen, Zigazich, A Niche Door, Aaron Haney, Accounts Payable, Adam Henry, Alex McMillan, Alex Monaco, Alex AI, Alexander Irving, Alexander Sheck, Anthony Galvin, Antonio Coyne, Arthur Lau, Barry Tomasini, Blue, Bob Starling, Brian Foster, Bryce Hornsby, Bunny Chen, C.S. Lewis, Katie Garza, Candy Coated Thorns, Chief Uhu, Christian Simniak, Christopher Santis, Clay Roberts, Colin Montot, Corey Jackson, Corey Landega, Crumb Eyes, Culinary Stud, Cyberboa, Dan Sebring, Daniel Wong, David Aniki, David Wilson, Delisi, D.F., Edison S. Prada Jr., Eric Tobias, Espen Gotchman, Ethereal Ether, Fishflop, Forever Ender, Forest, Gabriel Aberg, Gabriel Smith, 
Glenn Olson, Graham, Gustav Strombaum, Hadi Ali, Helen Y, Hitman 47, I Sun Chor, Ian Anderson, Ivan Swade, Jack Cullen, Jay Aldiar, Jameson Lapine, Jan Nicholas Frogshirt Tilk, JC3, Jeff ZOVGM Easton, Gerald, Jeremy Ferris, Jesse Fish, Jesse Wilkison, Joey Din, John Gallagher, John McCullough, Jonathan Gonzalez, Jordan Phillips, Jose Gutierrez, Julius Garcia, Junior Motamura, Carl Williams, Kevin Gillet, Leon Keys, Linson Wu, Luis Ibarra, Lion Crown 19, Marco Hernandez, Materia Addict, Matthias Clare, Matt Karwaski, Mazrim Tame, Megadet, Michael Clendenan, Mike Zero, Mikey Mizek Novak, Mr. Anarchy, Mr. Mattity, Nefertiti Jenkins, Nicholas Johnson, Nycrypt, Ninja Kitty Meow, Origachino, Pablo Rodriguez, Patrick Held, Pojo TMC, RF Switch, Reed Johnson, Richard Ma, Salvers, Sam Sorensen, Samuel Copeland, Sean Eisenhower, Sean Pavlov, Sebastian Trier, Shauna Bowman, Sneaky Gato, Splontot, Strikeout NZ, Saltab, Taffy 9K, Tim Strothman, Tim O'Keefe, TJ Sullivan, Toad Shadow, Tokyo Slim, Travis Ng, Trevor Thomas, Trizac, V8 Dave, Willow Pingree, Wouter DeHaze, Zach Hardy, Zach Wojnar. <laughs>